Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on CityCast Philly, happy almost new year. I can't wait for a fresh start. But before we wrap things up in 2023, let's chat about some of the best and worst things that have happened in Philly this year. It's Monday, December 18th. I'm Trinina Marie, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me is Afia Tucker, Philadelphia community engagement reporter for The Trace, which is a nonprofit news organization focusing on gun violence reporting. Welcome back to the show, Afia. Hi, thanks for having me. It feels good to be back. Oh, awesome. And Conrad Benner, founder of Streets Department, a local arts blog, and host of WHYY's Art Outside podcast. Hey, Conrad. How was the year over? How did that happen? I, I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> we're halfway through the decade almost. That's bananas. To oh, me. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, we're going too far. <laughs> Let's go through this list of some of the craziest, chaotic, fun things we hated of this year. I want to start off with we're a news podcast, so we got to talk most chaotic news event this year. I want to talk about the water contamination story. So for people who may not remember, this is when there was a chemical spill in the Delaware River and there was so much confusion about whether our water was safe to drink. According to WHYY, they report that it was an estimate eight thousand gallons of a latex-based solution that had spilled into Otter Creek from a plant in Bucks County. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I made TikToks about it. Yes. And then it turns out that the water was fine. The water was fine. You know, the way I heard about it, too, it was just a communications problem. Then all the stores were run of water. So It was chaos in stores, and people were like, fighting over the water. Uh, People were like certain store owners were jacking up the price. Like it was mayhem. Communication is important. Public public health information communication is important. Hopefully there's some lessons learned there. I think this is definitely going to be a casebook study in the future. Definitely a comms lesson, a PR lesson, an environmental lesson. And for all the folks who don't understand why communications departments are so important in crisis communications. This is the perfect example. For sure. I want to talk about another story, the Philadelphia primary election. There were so many people trying to win the Democratic mayoral nomination. Yeah, so many people. And like we see other cities do it just differently, right? With these like when there are cities that have like primarily Democrats living in them, you know, as Chicago, there's like a runoff election or in some other cities, there's a, what do you call it? Like ranked choice voting. This idea that like, okay, if all the chips are going to be on one side, how can we create an election where more voices are heard? So yeah, a lot of excitement in the primaries and so many people running. Yeah. So 
remember this we had uh our mayor elect Sherelle Parker, Rebecca Reinhart, um who was a former uh controller. We had former council member at large Helen Gim, former council member Alan Dom, the grocery store owner Jeff Brown, state rep Amen Brown, former judge James Dillian, Delisha Gray and Warren Bloom. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine folks to choose from. Yeah. Okay. Another news event that shook things up in the city, the part of I-95 collapsing due to a truck being set on fire. And unfortunately, the driver of that truck died in that. But the results of that, again, caused so much traffic chaos. It was a traffic nightmare in the Northeast. Yes, that was definitely on the top of my mind when we think about chaotic news moments. I think actually the media and the folks in power did a good job in terms of informing folks and educating people about how to move around. I never seen something be fixed so fast in the city of Philadelphia, I think, before in my entire life. And I think it... Especially involving the roads. (laughs) I'm reacting. And you guys can't see the reaction, but I think we all were kind of like, wow, okay, things really can be done here and done efficiently and fast, but does it depends on who's in charge, who it affects? You know, it makes you wonder and think, you know, why don't we always operate in this, this state of efficiency? So it was chaotic, but the cleanup process seemed rather smooth. You know what surprised me too? I actually drove across it when it was safe to drive across. And we actually did a Friday news roundup with Mayor Rindy, um, an investigative reporter at Billy Penn and transportation reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer, Tom Fitzgerald. And we, all three of us were like, it was actually like a very, very small part of the highway. It wasn't even a big part of the highway, but that small piece had such a major impact. Any other news events that um, caught your eye this year? So one chaotic thing, and this is really annoying to me as someone who loves the arts is, this year, out of nowhere, people have been selling art around Rittenhouse Square for over a decade plus, 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 plus. I don't know how long. I'm only 38, but I assume it went on for even much longer before that. And for whatever reason this year, the neighborhood, someone, the cops showed up and started kicking artists out to the point where they were taking artwork from the artists, throwing it in the van for the artists to never see again. I mean, it only happened the once. There ended up being a big protest after the fact the following weekend where people came out and said, this is a valuable thing. So I hope the city learned a lesson from that. They didn't try to do it again. And it's something we're actually going to be talking about in our third annual Streets Department magazine that comes out in January. But it's definitely something that we need to think about as a city. You know, who who can use the public space and who can't? And why were these artists treated that way? Do you have to have a special permit to have an art exhibit in a public space like Rittenhouse Square? That's what they tried to pull, right? And I would understand that if it was some big art fair or a gallery, but these are just individual artists. I mean, it's the same thing as like, are we going to give everyone a ticket who jaywalks and stuff? You know, it's like, I think it's one of those quote unquote rules that they choose to enforce when and where they want to. I see. 
I also want to add uh, the work that my colleague, Minsa Dean, has been doing and reporting about gun violence. And his latest story, he wrote about the decline of fatalities that we've seen this year. So for the first time in three years, we will be ending 2023 with less than 500 fatalities. So, um, you know, gun violence is on a decline. And, you know, some give the praise to this investment and prevention programs and initiatives. So. Right. That's been a major problem in the city. And I definitely agree with you. I definitely hope that that number continues to decline next year. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, more of the best of 2023. Okay, Afia and Conrad, let's shift and highlight some of our favorite things in 2023. First, I want to talk about influential Philadelphians, some of our favorite citizens. I've got to shout out Conrad, who made the Philadelphia Magazine's 150 Most Influential Philadelphians this year. Thank you. Give yourself some flowers, you know, especially getting a write-up in the New York Times for the work you do in Philly's art scene. Yeah, it's been a bananas year for my little career, but I'm really grateful. (laughs) And... It's led to a lot of things that I've started and will be starting soon, but it's great. I mean, I've been doing this work for 13 plus years now, so it's really great. Okay. Who were some of your favorite Philadelphians? I feel like this question is going to get me in trouble because I know so many people who I love (laughs) and who are equally, I feel like, influential and do great work. But you know what? I'd be remiss. If I didn't mention Lorraine Ballett Morrill and give her flowers every time that I can. She is a pillar in our community. She definitely lives, breathes community service. You know, she's the director of news and affairs at Philadelphia's iHeart. She's also an award-winning journalist. So she's definitely someone that comes top of mind and who I've seen throughout the year at different events around improving quality of life for Philadelphians, uh, meetings around gun violence, meetings around our newsroom e- ecosystem. So, um, you know, I definitely like want to give a shout out to um, Lorraine Ballamoro. That's great. What about for you, Conrad? Okay, first and foremost, we'll have a mix of people. Okay, ready? So Nook from uh, Kalaya just got the James Beard Award this year. Lots of love for that restaurant. And if you haven't gone, it's so good. It's in Fishtown, the neighborhood I grew up in. And it's a Thai uh, restaurant? Yes, it's so good. Joanna McClinton, the first ever woman speaker of the house. Love um, JoJo. For the state. Yes. <laughs> she's and a- she follows me on Twitter, so I feel so special about that for some reason. She's amazing. <laughs> Sticking with politics, um, Council Member Isaiah Thomas is just really kind of shaking out as like a very, someone you want to watch for like future mayor. He is, he I think got the most votes in city council at large, and he's just building this coalition of people around the city who are generally progressive and are interested in moving the city forward, and he's energizing them. I'm really excited about his career. I've seen him transform as like a teacher, coach, and now a representative of our city. So it's great. Okay, Afia and Conrad, I want to talk more about our communities. Best community improvement. 
I want to give a shout out to um, the construction that has started on Penn's Landing Park over the 95 highway um, oh, yes. areas. I'm yes, looking yes, forward yes. to that. I'm really looking forward to more green space in the city. Um, I think this is in a good direction. Um, that whole area down there and on our waterfront needs to be used more. It needs to be used more. Um, we, des- we deserve these inspiring, bold, beautiful places. We we deserve that space. We deserve to be reconnected with our river. Yeah. Well, you know, it didn't happen this year, but I'm looking forward to it. And I think it'll be a community improvement that the African-American Museum in Philadelphia is moving. Oh, right. They announced this year that they found a developer. Yes, I think that it's going to really, really help them with connecting with more people, getting more foot traffic. The programming has just been amazing since um, Dr. Ashley Jordan um, became the president of the museum. And so that's 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 one of the things that I've been excited and I'm looking forward to. So it didn't happen this year, but the announcement, you know, rolled out. I love that framing. Yeah. So Afia and Conrad, do you have a best community resource that folks can use for the new year? I think you may know I'm going to say this, but Up the Block is our Philadelphia Gun Violence Resource Guide um, created by our local trace team. And I've been, you know, we all been working really hard to expand it. And it's not just for folks who have been directly affected by gun violence, but if you may know someone or think that you could possibly be affected by the gun violence crisis. And, you know, we really focused on this year specifically um, violence prevention um, initiatives and centers, place for young people to go, you know, um, throughout my community travels and, you know, going to events and listening to people that became a common thing. Well, where do young people go? We are trying to work on expanding, you know, where to go, who to connect with when it comes to your elected officials in your neighborhood. But we also have a guide on how to write letters to them, how to reach out to them, understanding your different levels of government, mental health, therapy. We have, you know, organizations like the Blackwell Cultural Alliance, who works in that space, but they also give out food on the weekends. So I think that, you know, we really created a a detailed list. Um, So that's always top of the mind when it comes to, you know, a resource for um, for people to use. But for me, I would I would definitely say, you know, take advantage of, you know, what's up the block? Do you know what's up the block? You know, and, I, and it's, it's a community concept like there is hope in your own backyards, but sometimes we just don't know where to go. Yeah. So, again, I just want to shout out food banks, food drives in our communities. Try to see if you can volunteer. I know these places really rely on their volunteers. I'll add one more resource too. When you're looking at like local journalism, there's this news organization called The Local. They used to be Northwest Local. They partnered with Revive Media and they do great, great local journalism here in Philadelphia. So if you're looking for them online, it's nwlocalpaper.com because they used to be called Northwest Local, but now they're just The Local. Great local journalism. I love that, Conrad. Let's shout it out. Okay, Conrad, I'm going to get your opinion on this. Best art exhibit that you've been to in 2023. I know you've got a long list. Wow, but- that's so tough. Well, also, shout out to the arts. It really feels like this is the year that everything came back just swinging. There was more to see than you could do. We really live in such an art city, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Um, 
I would say that right now, maybe it's a little uh, less known, go to the Fabric Workshop. It's in Center City. You can get there easily from Broad Street Line or Market Frankfurt Line. And they always have really fantastic exhibitions that um, are free to see. It's a free museum. So you can bring your whole family and not pay $100. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really good. They're always kind of pushing the boundaries. Love it. Anyone go to a really great restaurant or what's a meal that you just loved in 2023? Okay. I went to a fabulous Sweet 16 for Philly Chit Chat, Huey Dillon, who I believe you may be familiar with at Steak 48. I feel like you cannot go wrong there. The food is delicious. But Steak 48, that's the expensive spot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it was it was a party, so I didn't have to open my wallet. But I couldn't resist going to Lock Philly, which is brand new on the Avenue of Arts. I hope I pronounced it correctly. But they have a fried lobster, which doesn't break the bank at all. And it's really, really good. And the mashed potatoes are the best mashed potatoes I ever had in my life. Oh, wow. All right, I'll just throw a few out there. Definitely Kalaya. Go to Kalaya. In Fishtown, there's also Middle Child, which is a really fun little place. And then I recently got a drink at Enswell. It's on like 16th and Spruce area. And I really like the decor. If you're going on a first date, like go there, even if you're just going for a drink. But my go-to, whenever I'm in Center City and I'm like, I got to get some food and I'm with some friends, I go to Monk's. Like Monk's is just the place. What kind of food do they sell at Monk's? So it's like mussels and they have little sandwiches and the wine there is pretty good. But I think most people go for like beer and mussels, but it's good. One place that I really enjoyed going to was Amina's uh, in Old City. It is Southern cuisine. Um, They had these deviled eggs. All of their sides were amazing. And the drinks, mm, so good. Um, And before we wrap up, last category, best free event. I know we spent a lot of money. (laughs) We done did a lot of things in the city, but best free event. I'll start you guys off. I love, and I just don't want this event to ever stop. Cedar Park Jazz Series in West Philly. Live music. You bring your lawn chair, your cooler, family-friendly event, good vibes always. You know what? I have one. It's our annual Welcome America, but it's expanded. I think they use new language now. But the festivities kick off with a Juneteenth celebration. And that team, that committee, I think is doing a great job with being more diverse, inclusive, having a little something for for everyone. Um, I know at one point they were doing a free gospel event and then um, the Juneteenth Parade, I think is one of the best free events and gems in our community. And I would love to see more people come out. You know, Juneteenth event this year was really good. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, um, I I have to go with those two, you know, um, the, the, the expansion of our Welcome America and the Juneteenth Parade, which concludes at the Malcolm X Park in Philadelphia. Uh, West Philadelphia. I guess my mine would be Old City really feels like it's back. This year, Paradigm Gallery reopened in Old City. They were previously in Bella Vista or Queen Village. 
And they have this three-story gallery in Old City. And for the first time in a really long time, it feels like First Fridays in Old City are just 100% back. And across the street, Meg Seligman, the iconic muralist Meg Seligman, is working on a uh, kind of a, a building structure, an art experience, this thing that will happen across the street. That won't be free, but most of the First Friday things are free. So First Fridays in Old City are back. If you're ever looking for something to do on a Friday night, the First Friday, go zig and zag through all those beautiful art galleries, meet people. All right. That was Conrad Benner, founder of The Streets Department, a local arts blog and host of WHYY's Art Outside podcast, and Afia Tucker, Philadelphia community engagement reporter for The Trace. Y'all, this was such a comprehensive way to wrap up 2023, and I wish you all a successful 2024. Yes, everyone, please have a safe and healthy new year. Like, Philly is the best city in the world, and we're proving it every day. I can't thank you enough, Trine. This has been great. And I'm just so hopeful and excited to roll into the new year. I think we have a lot to look forward to. Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about some of the best and worst things that have happened in Philly this year, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Did y'all hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're on mute, comrade. <laughs> this would be a great blooper. <laughs> Wasn't sure if we were supposed to react again. <laughs>